Welcome back, family, to another Take the Lead podcast episode. I'm so excited for this opportunity that we got to spend with Dreama of Burst into Books, a nonprofit organization for literature resources for children from six months to 18 years old, representing all diverse authors and books and storytellers. And we are encouraging readers, the youth, and having this amazing conversation from self-care to building a nonprofit, handling businesses with relationships. I'm so thankful for the opportunity. May you guys pick up some nuggets and join us with this amazing dialogue. How are you doing? I am good. It's you know, it's a busy time of the year, but I'm excited about just where I'm at. So I'm good. Oh, that's amazing. So I'm noticing all of the books that you yeah. have. <laughs> Please, um, well, for my nonprofit, it's all for it's starts around children's literature and, and families and um, promoting just like representation and diversity. And so all of these are some of the books that we've given out. And so some of my favorites, I just keep in. I have a whole bookshelf full of books of my own personal books, but then also books that we give out. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so tell us about your nonprofit. Yeah. So my nonprofit is called Burst Into Books. I founded it in 2018 and we have been going ever since. It's really centered around like how do we bridge school, community and families. And so I'm an educator by trade. And in 2018, I have a 10 year old son at the time who was six. Um, we were just trying to figure out like all these different activities that I wanted him to get involved in that was centered around literacy was out of our community. Like none were at our local library or there wasn't a lot of family events. And so I just started to pull my, my village together and like, hey, we can do this. And so I uh, put a Facebook post out like, hey, we're gonna start a book club after talking to some mothers about like, maybe we should start with that, like something small. And we got a whole lot of responses from a bunch of families. And so I knew it was something that many people wanted. So we started with book clubs and then from the book clubs, we started like, I started creating like literacy events and. Then when I saw it was really growing in 2019, we became an official 501c3. And uh, ever since we just been, been every year, just adding more to really just support, not just the kids, but the parents. And then we're doing a lot of school partnership work as well. Wow, that is incredible. I know like reading can be so hard to get people in that momentum. How do you keep them inspired by the literature? I think it's really just about connecting one um, to, to, to children and adults interests, right? And so even with children, like if I find like a kid that starts our book club and I can say, I can tell they're a little reluctant at first. It's really just, they just haven't yet found their thing, right? Or their book. And so um, we always have like a free library at all of our events that just have all these books out. And so we allow kids and families to go through and get them and add them to their home library. And I think that is one way you keep them engaged. Like them seeing like, oh, I didn't even know it was a book on this, right? And once they find that, then now they want to get more books from that author or they want to look up more things in that topic. And then 
we also in our book club, a way that we get our kids engaged is that we have guest authors. So they are able to meet people who are doing the work and they're able to ask questions and see the process. And so I think it's one thing to have kids want to read and then they learn, oh, the writer, that's the author, the illustrator draw the pictures, but actually meeting an illustrator, right? Meeting the author and hearing what inspired them to write their stories and how they did it. I think it's just another way. So some kids is gonna be them actually reading a book that they get interested. Others is, wow, I didn't even know that this was a job or that people do this. And so we try to, through all those different avenues, like get kids excited about literacy. Wow. And then like, I feel like gravitating towards different books that just reveals who you are as a person. Yeah, I mean, it reveals who you are, things you didn't even know, right? Um, I think it's really cool to, for kids to see, for instance, our middle school group, they just got through reading this book called, um, why is this? Middle School Planet, right? And so it's, it's really much talking about like the pressures and common things that happen in middle school. And so them reading like, I can relate to this. This is how I felt the first day of sixth grade. Or, you know, you you get to see yourself and you're able to understand that there's literature that cares about the things that you care about. And um, even your little quirkiness, right? I think we're really, we try to do a really great job of having a variety of books. So Mm -hmm. even if though it's representative of black and brown kids, like we have books about, you know, someone who loved anime. We got books about sports. We got books about families, different types of families, um, different types of interests, because I think that sometimes that's something as well. Kids are like, well, what if I'm not into sports, <laughs> right? And so we had our kids read um, this book. It's called um, The New Kid, and he was really into drawing. He was an artist. So you're able to see like, oh, there's books about kids who like to draw, you know? So I think them being able to see that any interest, anything that they have a, you know, an affinity to, there is something written about it. And then if it's not written, then you should write that book. Come on now, <laughs> come on. It's no excuses now. Right. And the fact that social media can be so distracting and I love how you're making reading so cool. And I think even what you just said with social media, I think not looking at it as, an adversary, but like a partner, because I have learned that we can't, we can't fight what our kids are interested in, right? So my son, he's 10, he loves YouTube. Like he loves YouTubing, you know, different people. He loves Madden. So he's watching people who play Madden. He likes, you know, all these different things. And so for me to be like, no, stop what you love to read a book will make him feel like, oh my gosh, this is a chore. This is something I don't want to do. So I think it's about marrying the two. So if I see him, you know, reading something and, or if he's watching something and he, you know, I don't know what that is. I'm like, oh, look that up. You know, it it encourages him now to go read something about that topic versus me saying, get off the technology and do this. or you know, but I think use it. And then also TikTok, like I'm not a TikTok girl. I don't know TikTok that well, but he shows me things and I'm I'm realizing to appreciate it because they really do learn a lot on TikTok. Like it's not yeah. just, you know, doing dances and all that. Like they teach all kinds of stuff. So I think being creative in how we can use TikTok and other platforms 
for our kids to show us what they know. Wow. Yes. Like staying creative is really how the juices begin to flow. How do you stay creative? Like despite all of these trying times, the distractions, everything that's pulling us away. Yeah, I, I love meeting people, right? So I try to connect with others who are doing the same work. I also am a lover of the arts. And mm -hmm. so I love music. And so I have to, in many cases, like create the atmosphere I want, right? So if I'm saying I want to have an event that is, you know, joyous and fun and lively, then I'm probably, while I'm planning, going to be playing that type of music, right? Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to be doing that type of activity, you know, I'm around energy. Like, I don't like work, working alone. I know some people, like, I like my own quiet space. Like, I'll purposely go to a cafe, right? Wow. Just because I love the energy of people moving in now and you get into those random one-off conversations and things like that. Like it, being around people gives me the energy and the creativity to, you know, say, oh, this would be a really cool element. Oh, I didn't think about that, you know? So I think just, you have to be around others and don't necessarily have to be about uh, around others who are creative. Just I think being around other people, mm. you just get a different perspective of things. Wow. People really do teach you more about yourself. <laughs> they do. Especially in relationships. Yes. Yeah. And, I, <laughs> and I think that's too, like also, you know, talking to, like I have a tribe, like I have a really close knit of friends mm. um, that are more like sisters and brothers to me that, I also will bounce out ideas off. They, some are creative and some are more, you know, level-headed as well as far as they're thinking. So it helps to have those conversations too with someone like, oh, did you think about this? What about this? And then also for someone who can come back like, okay, so how are you going to do it? You know, that can kind of put me back grounded on how this thing can operate. So I think also relationships help us and push us in ways that we need at times. Wow. What have you learned from your relationships that has catapulted your career forward? This like always stands out to me. Like I have a friend and when I learned this lesson, it wasn't in the midst of me starting, it was in college. And so I have a friend who even to this day, we're really close and he pushed me in really understanding that everyone has a story, right? So I used to be not necessarily, um, I think growing up, my parents did a really great job of me and my, my brother kind of guarding us from things, mm -hmm. right? So I, I definitely felt as if I was protected growing up and um, yet they also exposed us, but it was like, you don't, that's, you need to know about this, but you don't have to do this, right? And so I think I grew up in some ways a little naive about like why people do the things that they do and so when I got to college you know like you meet people that have all kind of backgrounds or do different things and um, I think we were in a conversation and in that moment I could look back on it I feel like I was getting judgmental right like why would, some, why would she do that you know and his response was just simply well Jarema everyone has a story right mm -hmm. and we we're real quick to say what we wouldn't do or why we wouldn't do something but we don't know the journey that led someone to that point, right? Uh -huh. And and I've I've, I've held that with me, that um that with me even when I do this work, I'm like, okay, 
every child has a story. Like every parent has a story. Like when we meet parents and we're like, why are they not doing this? Why like, but what's what's that mom's journey, right? Like why does why does she parent that way? Why does she talk that way? And it's, it's if you get to learn more about them as a person, you start to understand things a little bit more. So that I would say that's one of the things I've learned in my uh, relationship. Wow, that is so powerful. It takes patience to really like yeah. honor people's story. Yeah, and I think it takes patience to want to, I mean, I think there's certain professions that you can do in isolation, right? And it really doesn't have to consider the someone's story, right? Like if you're doing data management or you're doing something that really doesn't directly like customer service kind of work or interactions, you could possibly get away with, I could just do my own thing. But I think if you're in any profession that has to serve people, right? Like if you are a teacher, if you're a doctor, if you're a counselor, if you own a business and you work with customers, like you have to care about the people you serve, you know? Cause if not, that energy is, is felt. Right, like people know when you're doing something because you really care for them mm. versus it's a transaction, right? You're just doing this because wow. you have to do it. And I don't believe you should be in nonprofit work and you don't really care about the work or the people that you're doing it for. So you have to be patient with them, right? Because it's not about your results, it's about really helping them get to what, what they need to get to. And that's what I really believe we all came here to be of service for one another. Yeah. How do you like maneuver and stand in your service when it's not being like reciprocated well and you're doing the work of the Lord, but you know, just different obstacles that might appear. The biggest thing is just staying very strong and grounded in my why, you know? Um, I, I could be even honest, like right now, there's a lot of decisions and transactions with my org, which is great things. It's just a lot of like, oh, I got to plan this. Oh, I got to do this. I got to do this, do this. And sometimes you can get so like, I'm so tired. I'm so this, I'm so that. And you can lose sight of like, well, why am I doing it? Right. And so I think that that is something that keeps me going because obstacles are going to come. Um, you're going to feel like it's not always going to be a immediate result, right? So you got to put in the work for some of these things, but I always have to stay centered. Like, why am I doing this? You know, like what is, what is the fuel behind it? Like, why does this matter? And so then when I think about it, okay, I'm doing this because I really love people and I really love children and I, and I believe and I, I'm an, an example of, what happens when you invest into somebody, right? And so I want to do that same thing. So it may be frustrating, especially if you're trying to help somebody that doesn't quite understand the investment you're putting into them, right? Mm -hmm. So, but you got to understand the why. Like, it, even though they may not receive it at this moment, at one point it's going to click. And so I think that that's a, that is what keeps me grounded. It's just keeping focused on why am I doing what I'm doing? Wow, that why really <laughs> gotta say it to myself every day. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is like much bigger than all of us. I love how you mentioned about 
it takes really takes a village to even guide the children. How important is it to be around a tribe for children to have, to see these role models, to see adults that are doing positive things in the community? You know, I think when it's when it says that like it takes a village to raise a child, which is like this mantra people say, I really believe that it takes a village for everybody, right? So even parents, like this idea that you're a single parent and you're doing this by yourself and you're raising these kids and you're trying to do what's best, like that parent needs a village, right? Like I, even in the work that I'm doing, you know, I'm raising my son and I'm only my best because of the people that surround me. You know, like I, when I'm at an event, one of my friends was, you know, making sure my son is good, you know, or making sure this is fine or, you know, helping me in this way or, and then it's reciprocated, right? So if you need help, I'm there for you as well. And I think that we definitely children need to see that they have multiple people that care about their well-being. But I believe that parents, I believe that educators, like it, it's a very, um, lonely and depressing thoughts to feel like you're alone. You know what I mean? And I think that that's for anybody, whether kid or adult. And so I I really take that to heart. But I think it's important that parents know like, hey, this is what your child needs. It's a lot of work, but we're with you in this. You know what I mean? Or, or child, this is what you need, but you have people to help you. You know, I think it, I think everybody operates better when they're in community. Yes, it's because that that mindset of just thinking that just being alone and some people can't handle it, like can't handle just sitting with their thoughts. And I try to tell others, like, switch the loneliness to solitude. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that, too, like just how you can be creative in your stillness with your oneness. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, and I'm also really big about just our culture. Right. And so I, I, I truly believe like as people of color, like we come from a lineage of being together. You know what I mean? Like, like this whole independence and this whole, like, I don't need you. And, like that isn't, I don't even think that's a part of our DNA. You know what I mean? So whenever you're working against it, you're going to have frustration because you really, really need people to be there for you. But you also need to have those moments to um, retreat, right? And not necessarily like I'm lonely and I don't want to do anything, but sometimes you need a, a break from all the noise as well, you know? So you can really, you could take the lessons from everyone around you, but now you need to realize like, how do I process this? How do I apply it? What does this mean for me? And so yeah. I think you need that healthy balance of having people, but then also being okay with really becoming, like you said, that oneness of what that supposed to look like for you. Wow. Yes. How is that process for self-reflection when you are handling the community and also like balancing your self-care as well? You know, I, I really value times to just like turn off. Right. So I think one of the hard things when you are, I mean, even when I was working, cause this is my first year doing this work full time, mm-hmm. but 
even when I was working, like I was working in the school during this time, pick up my son, I'm doing this, blah, blah, blah. there has to be at some point where things cut off, right? Because if not, I'm being a teacher all day. I'm being this all day. And so I now am starting to inherit more of like a routine. Like I've created a routine for myself. Like I want to end my day. Like I always on my nightstand, there's a book. Like that helps me to kind of slow my mind down and, you know, kind of go away and not in all different types of books. Like I have books about, you know, um, I'm reading now this book called Atomic Habits because I'm really trying to grow in some of my health habits and my mentality when it comes to change. And the book talks a lot about, it's about these little minor changes that we make that, that grow over time, right? Um, but then I might read something for pleasure. So I, I've realized that at a certain time, like my computer is closed. <laughs> I'm not, you know, looking at this, looking at that, unless it's really me decompressing. And I think that we, we're so quick to, and even when I wake up, I'm not waking up right away working. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think we, we, we're doing that as well. Like we right away want to look at our calendar, want to see who texts us, look at what's happening here. Like we need to wake up, go eat, you know, work out, yeah. read, like whatever you need. And now let me walk into the day. You know, the way you, I feel like the way you start and the way you end your day really impacts like how well you sleep and how well it's going to be when you wake up, you know? Wow. That's incredible. Just so we don't be in so reactive every time we just wake up it's just so many distractions these days that we're operating from to just take a moment yes to just walk intentionally towards our day yeah yeah and i and i'm one of those people that my mind is usually always racing like i'm always thinking of something i'm always um trying like an idea come or i'm like oh i didn't i didn't call this person back and so I've learned like ways to get it out of my head. So I, my phone usually is somewhere near me. So, you know, you have like the notes in your phone. If I, part of the reason I feel like we always are thinking about stuff and repeating in our head because like, I don't want to forget to do this. I don't want to forget to do that. So I've just started to just write notes in my phone. So even that before I go to bed, if there's anything I feel like I didn't get done that day, let me just put it in my notes. And then I'll address it when I wake up. You wow. know what I mean? I don't want, I don't have to at that moment do it in that moment, you know, but yeah. I need to get it out of my head so I'm not sleeping. Oh, okay, okay. Don't forget to do this. Like, nope, let me just put it away. Wow. It's somewhere I won't forget. So let me now go to sleep. You know, you, yeah. I think we got to figure out what works for us, but that's what I've realized has worked for me. Wow. So how do you begin to have grace on yourself when you, don't necessarily like finish that to-do list or you don't like execute the whole event so far like how do you show up for yourself as gracious as possible you know to be honest I'm really learning in this area <laughs> I uh even recently like I have to have Again, I think that's why it's important to have people in your life you talk to, you know, and you're able to get out of your head because I think that's something as well. We we can tend to be our worst critics sometimes and uh, very much so focused on what we didn't do versus what has happened. And so, um, again, another great friend of mine just talked about, you know, 
we we have to give ourselves grace because sometimes when we're saying we didn't do something, it's really because the energy was needed in another space. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, oh, I didn't do it because I just don't care about it or I don't think it's priority. It was like, well, actually, for you, in order for you to be fully present here, this had to stop, you know? And so I've learned to kind of change um, the talk that I tell myself, you know, because sometimes it's like, oh man, I still didn't do that. And it's like, wow, you know, I now have energy to, or my, I now can focus on this. Not that I wasn't focusing on it, but I think we mess ourselves up also trying to be these great multitaskers. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's just, I mean, to be a multitasker, this means you do just a lot of stuff mediocre. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you, you get a lot of stuff done, but everything can't be a hundred percent. Like if you're doing seven things, there's no way all of it was excellent. You know what I mean? So I've learned to just like minimize, actually finish. And now let me just move and use that energy somewhere else versus let me do this. Let me do it. Like, no, be a little bit more, like you said, intentional with what mm. I'm giving my energy to. Yes. And that is like so amazing, especially like us protecting our energy. How is that for you protecting your energy? Because you're serving, you're giving so much. You are a leader. How is that for you? Um, Just really choosing to be honest, like what I engage and don't engage in. I've, I've learned that as we evolve, the things around us have to evolve as well, you know, and wow. being able to be okay with that. I think at first that wasn't something I was always comfortable with because I'm one of those people that really don't like change. <laughs> like, yes. I like, you know, I like, I like routines. I like, you know, my people. I like what I like. I mean, I'm one of those people I more than likely, I'm going to order the same thing when I go to the restaurant. <laughs> Keep it easy. Uh, maybe, maybe a different variation of it, but, you know, I, you know, my son, he's the total opposite of me. He's like, I just want to try it. And he might waste it. I'm like, I'm not wasting. I want to know what I like it, you know. But I tend to be like, you know what, I, I'm good. I love it. I'm going to stay with it. But I've realized that um, staying in that kind of mindset can stunt your growth, right? Because if you're evolving habits people activities need to evolve as well you know and i've learned that you know i have to be very careful about the conversations i'm in or even the music i listen to and like i said i love music but i'm very you know conscious about music i'm very conscious about images like just certain movies and things and just because I know that that kind of stuff sits on me, right? It doesn't just easily shake off. And if all of a sudden I'm now anxious, that's gonna play out in all my different ways that I interact with people, you know? So I think that that has been one of my things. Like I need to understand what I truly can handle and can't handle, you know? Wow. And people okay with that, you know? Yeah, <laughs> learning about ourselves knowing like okay this is not for me don't sit right with my spirit and maybe at one point it was okay right and but now you realize that that's not what you need right now mm -hmm. and 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 no judgment in those who may need it but at this moment that's not what i need and mm -hmm. so i think being okay with that and 
and just really understanding that, you know, in order to grow, you have to grow with everything, you know? Wow. Yes. Yes. And it's like, sometimes we lose taste for things that just don't serve us. And I love how you said, and that's okay. It is okay. You know, I, you know, sometimes we worry about, um, well, I know I'll speak for myself. Sometimes I worry (laughs) about repeating like past mistakes or even, you know, even when me going you know, through this, like becoming, you know, this leader and all this, we starting to or you start thinking about like times in life when maybe things didn't work out, right? Or was I, did I do the right approach? And But you also have to realize as you evolve your mindset, the things you know have grown, who you are as a person has changed. And so I can honestly say when I first started my nonprofit in 2018, I'm a different person now, right? And it's not because uh, like the core of who I am is the same, but I've learned things, right? I've experienced things, I've overcame things, I've been successful in some things. And so if an opportunity comes again, I shouldn't worry about the same outcome because I'm not the same person, you know? Like I'm not gonna approach it the same way. And so I think that is, part of it you know we want to evolve and do better and 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 try things but we sometimes are stuck as that old person in some ways too like oh is that gonna how why would that be the same result if you're not the same person anymore yes and I think you're right though we all have these doubts in our head and I just be like that's just the enemy and we're not even gonna entertain that Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you like just shut off those doubts? Because I think those are just human nature that's just giving us these crazy thoughts. Like we not enough and we just got to unlearn all of that foolishness. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm a believer in words are powerful. Right. And so um, even when you talking about like the devil and just understanding his role is to share lies, right? Mm-hmm. And for us, if we believe it, that's when it becomes truth. So I think that I'm I'm also really big about like, like I said, like when I say I have a routine, like there are certain songs that I know if I hear it, it's gonna change my spirit. It's gonna help me regardless of the emotions I'm in. Like, let me hear these words being said mm-hmm. to me. You know, um, one of my favorite songs, especially when I first made the transition to become like full time, I would listen to Travis Green intentional, mm. right? Like over and over again. Um, and it even word, even listening to the words is such a simple song, but it's like the understanding that nothing happens by accident. You know what I mean? Like everything is intentional. Like nothing, you weren't like a, a uh, afterthought. You know what I mean? Like you, like this thing happening had to happen, wow. you know, and understanding that it having to happen, there's already a plan for if you're in something, how you're going to get out. If you're, you know, if you're feeling the kind of way, like how you want to change that emotion. And so hearing your, in, like things like God is intentional in the midst of you feeling very doubtful and confused it puts you in a different spirit, you know? And so I think that it's important that you feed, like I said, it's so important, like what you're feeding yourself because 
I know like right now, the books I'm reading, the things I listen to, the people I talk to have to be aligned with where I'm trying to go. Yeah. You know I mean? And if it's not, I know it's gonna, it, it doesn't serve me. And so I mm-hmm. think that, I mean, even my screen saver I have, I love mantras. So like on my screen saver, it says, trust your dopeness, right? Yes, <laughs> yes. I have like, I mean, even, you know, I, I have a bracelet and it says like, she believed she could, so she did, you know? All those different sayings, like you, even if you in that moment don't feel like that thing, like seeing it will help you say, okay, this is where I'm trying to go. I want to believe that I'm that person. Um, so I think you just really have to know that, know that um, doubts are going to come. So you have to have a plan for how you're going to combat it when it happens. Yes. You know I mean? so yes. It's going to happen. You're going to have a moment when you doubt. So what's your plan on how you're going to get out of that? feeling of that season you know i love trust your dopeness <laughs> you know <laughs> can you tell us just some of your how how dope you are as a uh, person yeah. for real because you know it's we're done playing small we're done yeah. being humble we gotta talk it Dude, i love it so for me what it means my dopeness is that i know that i am a I'm, I'm, I look at things like who I am as a person is going to help in anything I do for it to elevate, right? Like I'm, like I said, I love, I'm creative, but I'm also sometimes, you know, when you, when you hear people say like they're artists and they're creative, it also means like they're, they're disorganized. They just kind of go with the wind and just do what they want to do. And um, I feel like I'm blessed in a way that I, I use both sides of my brain very well. Like it's easy for me to see something and think visionary, but I also can think strategy at the same time. Like, okay, so we want this, so how are we gonna do this? You know, and that I think in a lot of ways has helped me in this work because I can play both sides of it, right? I'm not too stuck in what things have to be, but I also can see the bigger picture. and then I love people. And so I feel like relationships and I tell people this all the time, like when people are trying to start anything that relationships matter, right? And and they matter in whatever you're doing right now because the world is super small. And even in the work that I was doing as a teacher, I've always pride myself in ending starting relationships well right like even if someone did something to me i'm it's never going to be like an ill ending right <laughs> like i did like it then i'm it cut off on a bad note because i believe which has happened more times than not that person's going to come back you know what i mean or you later gonna meet their cousin or you know or like even me doing this nonprofit work, people I met in high school are now also in roles that we now are in the same circles, right? And so what if we, what if we was like real nasty to each other in high school? You know what I'm saying? Now we're almost 40, but you don't remember how, you don't forget how people made you feel, you know? So it could be whatever years later and they like, oh no, I don't, don't work with them because I remember, you know? So I think it's the relationships have, I'm really great at building relationships. And because mm-hmm. of that, it's allowed me to 
um, do and get into spaces that for others it's taking time. And I think it's because people realize like, oh, well, she's gonna treat this well. You know what I mean? And that and that matters because people really, really, you know, the character of how you're gonna treat their money or uh, anything else is about how you treat them, right? And how you treat others when, when they really didn't have nothing to give you. You know, like you treat me this way and I didn't have nothing that you benefited from per se, but now that I'm in a position to bless, I'm gonna bless you because you still, because you treat me well, B, you wow. know? That's just being kind to each other. Just being kind. <laughs> Girl, I don't know why it's so, you know, I don't know why it's so hard for people to keep relationships and not just romantic relationships, but friendships. Yeah, yeah. How, can you give us some advice to maintain like healthy friendships, relationships, business partners as well? Yeah, I think one thing is, it's that whole pouring and building of self. Right, because if you're not doing that, most times when things are toxic or they end on a bad note, it's because there were unmet expectations. You know what I mean? This idea of if you're my friend, you do these things, or you you would have done this, or X, Y, and Z. But sometimes the fallout is because it was areas we should have been doing for ourselves anyway. You know what I mean? We should have been you know, healing ourselves about anyway. And they became what we went to for comfort, you know, or they became who we talked to or we, you know, all of that. And so it's like, you have unhealthy connections in the first place, you wow. know? And so when something shifts or like I said, like maybe they started to grow and evolve and you became what they could no longer be around or vice versa then it's, you know, it's, it's that uneasiness. And I think that when you are at a place where you understand growth means change, and sometimes people change when they go with you or they don't, you're not gonna take a separation that big, right? You know, a lot of times people take it personal and it's not necessarily personal, <laughs> you know? It's not personal. And um, when I look back on, you know, maybe some relationships that may have had some rocky ups and downs, it was because there were things I wanted from them that I should have been getting in the first place, you know? And I think that's why it's so important. I personally believe in like this high relationship with God, right? Because there are things that regardless, there's there's this voids in me that you can never fulfill. Come you know on, what I mean? And if I don't know that, I'm going to be unhappy because I feel empty and I feel like you're the reason I'm empty. It's like, no, it's not them. <laughs> you know, it's not them. It's just because you look in the wrong way, you know. So um, I think that that is one of the reasons. And then when you get a clarity of that, you're 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 okay with like, yeah, you, you believe things are intentional, mm. right? It For whatever reason, this isn't supposed to be what happening right now. You know, and then sometimes people are in your life, like they say, for seasons and then they come back and sometimes it's just for that period of time, you know, so. Wow. I love that. How do you let go when it has that expiration date? Because sometimes we we tend to hold on past the expiration date, but everybody can't go. Everybody <laughs> can't go. You can't. I mean, 
I have in in some recent times, actually, it's just I think it's just really praying about what what's making the let go so difficult. You see what I'm saying? Because I think that sometimes, again, history history plays a part. Um, it goes back to that part of us that doesn't like change. You know, it's comfortability in knowing something about somebody and knowing when this happens, this is what I go to or who I go to. Um, but I think prayer and really asking for clarity, because I think it's a difference in truly saying you desire to live by God's plan versus your own desires. Because if you truly say God leads it, then you are also in the same breath going to be like, if this isn't for me, God, then please help me through, right? Help me heal through it or show me what I'm supposed to be opening up to next, you know? And I think that that has been um, things that give me comfort because I love people, like I said. So I, I don't like for things to change per se, but I also have learned that when things are going to change, I'm like, okay, God, if it's not, if this is supposed to stay in my life, then please make that evident, right? Like, in absent of my desire, because sometimes, because sometimes the opposite is true. Like, it's people we want to get rid of, and he like, no, <laughs> like, you supposed to be in their life. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then it's people that we want them to stay, and he's actually like, no, it's that needs to be different you know you need to be giving your energy more over here you know so I think you really have to um you have to just really you know pray about every decision like pray about things before you act because if we start basing things off feelings then we get messed up you know because we don't sometimes we don't feel like doing things that's actually really good for us you know <laughs> Talk about it. <laughs> Talk about it. That's why, I, like, I ain't been at the gym because my bed feel real good. But I should be at the gym, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> it's it, it's perfect. Like simple examples of that. Like if it feels good, doesn't mean it's actually what's best for you. Mm -hmm. So you have to sometimes be okay with the uncomfortability of doing something, even if it's not comfortable. But you know what's what's best. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Yes. <laughs> that being uncomfortable causes you to grow, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you gonna grow. <laughs> it's it's un, you know, it's unfamiliar territory. It really puts you in a space of I have to rely on God because I haven't been here before, you know? Or this isn't my this isn't my normal thing. So I have to trust in what I'm what I'm supposed to do that yes so how do you just surrender and be like you got it guy you know i'm gonna just take the back seat on this how is that process like for you i'm not gonna lie it's like it's always simple <laughs> <laughs> but i have i have experienced enough in my life to know that god is a better way you know what i mean and so i've definitely test waters <laughs> you know what i mean and um installed and didn't do things and but I feel like I've learned that I think once you start doing things by faith and by really trusting God you get encouraged to do it more right so even me um and and, and God blesses that right he blesses the obedience because even when I decided I was going to stop teaching it was during 
it was last April. I don't forget it. I was it was last April during spring break. I was in a conversation with my mother, and as we were talking, you know, he'll use people, he'll use situations. My mom was like, "It sounds like you need to stop teaching." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" because no, you know the plan in me is like, "No, I got another year. I need to save. I need to do this." Like. You might be right, you know, and, and it, it put that seed in me. And so then I started being like, okay, even though that's something I'm uncomfortable with, let me pray about this. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And the more I prayed about it, God was like, actually, you do. You know, and I'm like, but wait, I, how long am I going to do this? Like, okay, okay. So, and then because I knew that I probably, if I stayed in it too long, I would have talked to myself probably to stay longer in teaching. I that moment like emailed my principal and was like, hey, you know, I'm gonna finish the year, but next year I really, I think I'm gonna step out and just do this full time. And what, you know, it's like in the fear comes with that, right? Cause you don't know what's on the other side of that, <laughs> that declaration. <laughs> and um, my principal was super supportive. He was like, I, 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 I wish you the best. You always, you know, or this. And I think the moment I did that, God started to show me, like, I have to have you close that so I can open you up for more, you know? Ooh. Like, you can't you can't be in this space wanting more, but you don't really have room for more, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like, I can't give you this and you still doing this, you know what I mean? Um, but you got to be uncomfortable with knowing that if he's really with the plan, you may not know A, B, C, D, E, F, G. I might just know A and F. You know, he gonna fill in the middle. So I think the way you become comfortable with it is you just do it. Like, it's like, you got to practice it. You can't say, I want to be faithful, but you don't take steps of faith, mm. you know? Like, whether big or small, like you, you really have to do something that you can't see. Like, you can't see what they like. And um, yeah, it's like, you can't do it without doing it, you wow. know? Wow, that is the truth. That is the truth because we, as just human beings, we want to know all the answers. We would go hire a psychic to tell us our future and, and, and not really just trusting God got the plan. Yeah. All we got to do is take the first step, that baby step. Yep, yep. We'd be like, God, let me know if this for me. And but we also be like, but if it's for me, make this happen, this happen. You're like, wait, are you trusting me? Or are you giving me directions? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, are you really faithful? Or are you yeah. trying to, because all those things are showing your hesitation and your lack, right? Mm. So if you just say, I just trust that this is what, that if it's for me, you're going to do it. Then you allow him to unveil and reveal how that's supposed unveil and reveal how that's yeah. supposed to be, you know. And and that's like the spontaneous of this journey. That makes it spontaneous, that makes it fun, like that keeps us excited. <laughs> and I think it keeps you grounded, you know, because it allows you to truly know it wasn't you. Mm. You know, I you know, there has been, you know, I I, I always um, like honor when things happen, you know, for birth into books and for me, but I'm also humble because I know it isn't me. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like things have happened that pe like normally it will take X number of years for this to happen. Or, yeah. you know, 
how are you going to get the money to do this? Like, and then it will get it or meeting certain people that it's, you know, it takes usually this protocol to get to them. You know what I mean? All these different things I feel like God has showed out so many times. And when people come to me and they're like, oh, you know, how did you do this? Or how do you do that? There's definitely some steps you should take. But ultimately, the, the end result is then you trust God, right? Like, you just do it. And he's going to open doors. You know what I mean? Like, oh. it wasn't because I emailed whatever. It's because he put it on their heart when they read my email mm -hmm. to consider it. You know oh. what I'm saying? So I think we have to remember when those things happen, it's just for us to be reminded of, like, who it really did it. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because then when we lose sight of who did it, then you're going to get humble, you know? <laughs> oh, glory to God, honestly. Right. I'm like, <laughs> you're like, oh, you think you're doing something. Okay, I'm going to remind you what it looked like when you just do it. You oh, know? <laughs> yes, yes. It is, it is, it's truly easier when we just put God first. It, life just begins to just be peaceful, easier, and things just really flow towards us. Yeah. And that's it. And that's, you know, and even so I, I recently, well, not recently, maybe like five months ago, I got this tattoo on my, so again, I said words really matter to me. So yeah. when I was right, when school was about to end, I was talking to another friend and I was telling her like, man, you know, this is a time in my life back to that stillness. And I was like, I want to just hear God. Like, I just want to just breathe. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to just sit there and just be like, okay, God, let me, let me take it in. You know, let me just really envelop what you're trying to show me. And she said something and it stuck with me. She was like, yeah, I feel like God is saying you need to breathe so you can receive. Right? Like, you have to be still enough so you can like we talk a lot. We don't, we're not still enough so we can hear, you know? And so I got tattooed on my collar, the word breathe, because um, it's a reminder for me when I see it, like, am I at a point where I'm just listening, right? Mm. Because it can be so easy doing and planning and executing. It's like, okay, did you take a time to just kind of even enjoy, you know what mm. I mean? Even just realize like, man, you know, I'm here, you know, this has happened or this is not happening. And, you know, um, so yeah, I, I, I truly believe that that's important too, to be able to just kind of breathe and you're able to really hear better, you know? Mm. Yes, we've been taught to just do, do, do instead of just be, like just be with ourselves and just be with God because God will really do the work for us like it's I really believe that life is supposed to be easy it's not supposed to be hard it's not supposed not to be <laughs> no. but we've been tricked to feel like you gotta work like every second of the day you know like if you're not you lazy if you're not you're not grinding if you're not you're not hustling you're not building uh, my friend recently and I, I I said it on my phone she had put this meme up it was like sus breathe there's no award for the overworked woman of the year you know what I'm saying uh, <laughs> but we be working like we gonna get surprised at the end like I was 
I'm, I ain't slept. I ain't went got my nails done. I ain't eat today. You know, it'd be so much stuff. You be talking about my girl. This is the first time I ate today. Wow. I ain't even get, you know, why are we doing that to ourselves? Why are you why are you forgetting to eat? You <laughs> mean like why did you why did you why did you not go do that thing for yourself? You know why what I mean? did you not sleep today? Like you didn't just sleep. You didn't sleep. <laughs> why you didn't sleep? You know <laughs> And then, and then you're not your best self when you don't do those things anyway. I, I could stay up all, like I start in college, I learned, I'm not the all-nighter girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? That paper not going to be good. I don't even know what I'm saying at four in the morning. You know what I mean? Like, Amen. why am I trying to do something at four in the morning? Like, go to oh, sleep. Yes. You said, just go to sleep. You will be better. But how you said, we don't get a reward for like cultivating our spirit either. Like doing that self-care, that self-love with our spirit. Cause we have to have these external things for validation. And I think that's the thing. Like we start prizing or like wanting the wrong things. You know, for me, a gift is time. Mm. Like I have learned so much. Like I said, the cutting off, I value my time. Like it, it if I'm doing it, it has to be working. Mm. You know, like I do so much. And even with, you know, my business and my mom and, you know, I, I school stuff, you know, if I add something else to that, it has to be working, you know? And so whenever I get more time, I take, I, I really, appreciate that and so i think people sometimes their value is money right like they value money and they live in a way that it looks like that you know if, if you if you value the this whole image of grinding you're gonna look like that <laughs> you're gonna look like you never got time for nothing because you always doing something it's like you'll later realize you can only do that for so long you know at, at some point your body or something's going to slow you down, yep. you know, and you're going to realize what you missed out on and how your, what you value, how you were misaligned. Like, man, this whole time I've been valuing this, but I was missing out on this. You know, you'll, you'll hear people, you know, who parents work all these hours, so they're doing it for the family, you know, but the kids like, no, I want my mom. That's it. <laughs> Like that's cool you bought me that, but I don't have a relationship with you. Like I want my dad. I you want don't even know me. You don't even know me. No, like don't do overtime. No, don't do that. Man, <laughs> yeah, it's it is it's really time to thrive now. I feel like our ancestors paid the way for us to survive, to work hard, to do that. Now, when are we when are we gonna thrive? When are we gonna re reap the rewards that were due? for us to get here, to just finally just have that peace, have that stillness and just have our joy. Yeah, and I think, and when do you, like you said, when do we stop? When does, um, and I think there's things, of course, we always gotta fight for, right? Like yeah. even, I mean, there's so many things in the world. I mean, today, just a lot of these court cases for all these different like injustices that's happened over the years and I mean, you can be very much so consumed with that. And you do need to fight for that. We do need rights. We need things to be different. But I also think that there is a level of sacrifice 
that was done before us so that you could enjoy certain things. You know what I mean? And you can't even enjoy it. You know, you can't even enjoy that you have a home. Maybe you had grandparents, great grandparents who were struggling and doing what they need to do so their kids could get their own first home. And now you have a home and you can't even enjoy that luxury because you're thinking about what else you don't have. You know what I mean? Like we have to be able to kind of sit back and like, man, there are certain things that we, that people fall for us to enjoy. But then there's also time, it's time to, you know, work and it's also time to relax and play, you know? Yeah. It's, kind of balance. it's a very imbalanced society <laughs> we living in, honestly. It's time to get back right. This was so powerful. Can you please tell us how we can support you in any type of way and how we can stay in touch? Yeah, so um, my organization, like I said, is Burst Into Books. And so if you go to anything, social media, um, our website is burstintobooks.org. All social media handles are Burst Into Books. And you can contact us on our website. You can join our mailing list. It's our number, email, everything on our website. I would just say the way you can support us is of course, like just being of service. So if there is on your heart that you love to work with kids, you wanna do anything in the community, you are passionate about literacy and families, you can always reach out to us of ways you can partner or volunteer. Uh, we also, of course, we have people that donate to the organization. So there's ways on there you can donate so those funds can go to different things. And I would just say just spreading the word because uh, I want to be able to serve as many families as we can. And I believe like word of mouth is one of the best ways to get things and information out. So if you know a family that could benefit from support of a village that's around literacy, just connect with us. <sighs> Thank you so much. This was so powerful. You dropped so many gems. I know y'all uh -huh. picked them all up. Queen, thank you so much. And thank you to our listeners as well for tuning in, tapping in. And we will meet you at the top.